copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Offending police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 264, regarding a robbery at the Federal Reserve Bank. Assist the officers. That's all. is taken nowadays to safeguard the food of the city. Rio Grande is just as particular about the health of your automobile. I believe you'll agree that we'd be very foolish indeed if after all the painstaking care and engineering genius employed in making this pure 100% keratin-based motor oil, we sold it in bulk, thus allowing dust and drift to get into it. Sent into your motor and eventually playing havoc with its delicate mechanism. No real loop must reach the crankcase of your motor as pure, clean, strong, and possibly undiluted as when it leaves the refinery and its serves. Thanks to the hermetically sealed tamper-proof pan, in which the great lubricant is exclusively sold. Because of this precaution, we can guarantee that real lube does not, cannot break down under the most intense heat of your motor at its highest speed. That real lube, smooth, rapid flow to every part of your motor cannot be slowed up even by zero weather. Everyone should have the maximum all-weather protection at cost only a quarter of a quart. Get it tomorrow morning when you drive in for that tankful of real brand crash, the gasoline that meets every emergency with real police car performance. confidential files of the Los Angeles Police Department. Therefore, Chief of Police Davidson has asked Captain Russell Smith at the robbery detail to open our program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Occasionally, the work of the law enforcement officer becomes very amusing in retrospect. Tonight's story is such a case. Although the work at the time was most serious, in looking back on it, the officers concerned were more amused than startled by the bizarre outcome. In spite of the fact that a crime had been committed, the circumstances were such that it partook of the nature of burlesque. The seeming unintelligence of the criminal turned out to be, however, a very carefully assumed condition. But it was a condition that made the work of the officers extremely hard. I will tell you more of the story at the end of the program. Ten minutes past eight on the night of Friday, November 4th, 1926, three members of the Los Angeles Police Department, Lieutenant Hoster, and detectives Tom O'Brien and Bud Curtis, were being ushered into an office of a bank at Second and Spring Street. Mrs. Murray, is your gentleman a policeman, a powerful answer to see you all? Oh, good evening, gentlemen. I'm sorry I couldn't have missed you. I've got a problem on my hands. The books just went down. Are you the manager of this branch, right? Oh, dear, no, I wouldn't think of exciting a manager over such a small matter. You see, there's only $74,000 missing. Only $74,000 stolen, and there's nothing to get excited about. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I didn't say it was stolen. You just can't find it. And I've been checking the books all day to see if there had been a counting error. 
You'll have to give us something better than that, boy. You can see those clean overalls on. And you said yourself you didn't come near the truck. The only other thing I can tell you is Wes told the guard he was quitting his job Monday. Well, yeah, now that is something. Say, with $74,000, he'd either tell his feet to get going or be smart enough to stay around for a few months. He wouldn't quit on Monday. Why are you quitting on Monday, Wes? Did you come into an inheritance? Come into an inheritance? Why are you leaving this job? Have you got another one? Yeah. Where are you going to work? Uh, let me see. I don't exactly know. Oh, I see. You mean you're going to work for someone else, but you haven't decided who it's going to be yet, huh? I can't figure things out powerful like that. Well, he's not what you might call brilliant, but he seems to have the highest recommendation. I looked up his application today. I can tell you anything you want to know about it. Including the fact that he didn't take the dough. Is he married? No. Uh, I don't suppose it'll do any good to ask work. He probably wouldn't know what yeah, happened. But of course, I, uh, I remember he's... Yes, he's married and lives at the, the Evening Star Apartments on Central Avenue. Hmm. Evening Star Apartments. I'll tell you what we'll do, Mr. West. <clears throat> Let you and I take a little ride out to your house. Uh, one to meet the family and all that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. We'll just take pop luck. I don't know how you all could do that. And my wife, she's awful fussy about who I bring around. Hmm. If she's out tonight, anyhow. Oh, that's all right. I'll even help you crawl in the window. She has you locked up. Let's go. But Miss Oliver, she ain't, uh, I ain't got a wife. Ah, uh, Mr. West, do you mean an employee has so misrepresented his status? And in the evening star apartment? Well, I don't live out there. I just said I had a wife because I thought that... Uh, I'd have more chance of getting a job if I had a wife. You think uh, I'd be more of a responsible man? Well, I think you're a responsible man, Wes. So we're going for a little ride. Just because I think you're responsible for $74,000. Sure. Now, look, Wes. We'll get your house in a few minutes. We'll get the money and everything will be cleared up except one thing. Why did you steal? I, I don't know, Gaza. I didn't steal nothing at all. Listen, Wesley, now I have a bitter. We're sweeping the floors of something by. A person was looking at the package of the truck to wrap it up in the overalls and brought it home. Now, why did you steal it? I wouldn't steal nothing at all. Only that kind of a bill. What does your wife think about you having all that money? She don't think nothing about anything because I ain't got a wife. Does he know you haven't got a wife? Makes ought to be in this block, Parker. Yeah, it's quite a neighborhood, isn't it? Hey, what are you stopping here for? It's a big block. What? Hey, are you sure this is the place? This is the address you gave us. All right, now come on, Mr. West. Just tell us where you really live. We have all evening and lots of lots of gasoline. Well, I don't live no place here. I just sleep in empty houses and places like that. Oh, come on. Let's lock him up and find out where he lives tomorrow. Who's getting an off? I'm going to get this cleared up tonight. Now, for the last time, Wes, where do you live? A place on 16th Street. I can't remember the number. I'll tell you all when we get there, though. Let's go, Hopson. We got another clue. Oh, this looks like an empty house. Of course it's an empty house. Mr. West lives here. Well, I'll do it. 
solution was. I'm getting sick and tired of your stalling. It isn't going to get to any place. It's getting up someplace. All over Los Angeles. Now, are you going to tell us where you live or aren't you? Well, I'm with a powerful lot You all got me so excited that I was all mixed up. Oh, you couldn't drive so fast, Hopper. You've got me to work all the Well, let everybody be real calm. <laughs> Try to think of something soothing, Wes, like a, like a piece of watermelon. Yeah. Now, look, where do you live? I reckon it's over yonder on 24th Street. You reckon that's really the place? Well, hard to stop it, Hopper. You got another reckoning. But far as he would, or wouldn't, West could not remember exactly where he lived. He led the officers all over the southwestern part of Los Angeles. Finally, they're patient and gathering exhausted. They came to a halt on a dusty side street. That's the motor, Arthur. Let's get up and sit for me. You stay in the car, Wes. Yes, yeah. that imagination of yours, because it's really going to get a working over. Yeah. Oh, sure, sir. We should have thrown him in a can. First thing I'd like to make his memory wake up with a good poke in the snoot. I mean, too, he's making muggies out of it. I'll just go for Jolly Bill. Hey, wait a minute. I can't do that. It isn't legal. Oh, he's right. It's not legal. Much as I'd like to get around Mr. Welch and his technicality, it still would be against the law. Oh, wait a minute, you guys. Of course, we aren't really going to harm our forgetful friend, but there's no law that says we can't think about it, is there? Yes, there is. I've broken a study. There's no law that says we can't speak our thoughts out loud to the prison, is there? Yes, there is. I've never heard of it. Okay, what are we looking for? Boys, we've beaten around the bush with it long enough. Now it's our turn to do a bit of beating. Oh, what's all good now? We're going to get at you, Sonny Boy. Hmm? Yeah, we tried being nice to him, but we don't seem to understand that sort of thing. Oh, Hartley, get that rope out to send to the front seat. Rope? Uh, what's all messing around with rope? Oh, uh, this is going to hurt us more than it does him. Oh, I can't help it if my memory won't promulgate. Uh, I I can't. If you don't make him, that's where he went last night. Yeah, yeah. that's where he put the money he stole. Oh, I didn't steal no money. I just couldn't do nothing like that. I was a good boy. All right. You're a good boy. Are you a good runner? I was a very good... Uh-huh. Uh, is, is, uh, is, uh, a good boy? I, I said, what you mean? Did you notice how fast this car could go? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think you could run that fast? Y'all mean that fast with my own feet and legs? You can fight on your hands if you want to. No, sir. Well, I couldn't do that no matter how scared I was. Well, that's too bad, Wes. Too bad. Because you know what we're going to do? No, sir. I tie this rope around your waist. Then we're going to tie the end of the rope to the back of the car and start moving that. That's that's what we're going to do. Wait, yeah. Oh, Lord, y'all can't do nothing like that now. Not if you tell us where that money is. We'll get it sooner or later, anyhow. Thought we'd get it tonight or else. I didn't steal that money. I didn't steal nothing. My man in Tabby teach me not to steal. And if there's anything left of you after we get done leading you around where all your friends can see you, We'll take you up to a nice, spooky graveyard and tie you to a gravestone. And at 12 o'clock, the ghosts come out of the grave. And what they do to a colored boy that can't run is nobody's business. Oh, Lord. Is that Daniel from the lion's den, the evil children from the fire furnace? you got to get me out of this, man. Oh, 
got absolutely no place for that idea. What do we do now? Let him sit in the car and calm down. Come on over here where they can't hear us. Yeah. The two guys on us had me too. I feel sorry for the poor little one. Yeah? Now something's wrong. I don't know if I raise the After the runaround he's been given up? No, we're just using the wrong tactic. We did a couple of things. It gave me an idea, though. Let's try again. Follow my shoes. Why not? We can't get any left out of him. Listen, Wes, my boy. Yeah. You know we wouldn't really have done any of those things for you, my boy. Yes, I know. Why, we wouldn't think of harming a nice fellow like you. Of course not, Wes. We like you. And what's more, we believe you. Sure. An honest fellow like you wouldn't think of sure. No. You must have a very fine money in Texas. Yes, I am. Where are they? They're in Alabama. Alabama. And uh, they wouldn't like it if you stole anything, would they? No. It would make them very unhappy if they heard you'd stolen anything, they wouldn't. Yes, they'd all feel powerfully bad. Well, of course, we know you didn't steal anything, but everybody doesn't know what a fine, honest boy you are. Now, the news is going to get around that you're accused of stealing that money. Hmm? And then what will your money and pocket for? And how will they see? Won't they be ashamed of it? just about busting all up. They're fine people, aren't they? Yeah. Now, the point is, Jeff, we know that you just borrowed the money or, or took it home for safekeeping. But if your money and Kathy heard about it, they might think you stole it. And it would just break their heart. Mm. Now, where did you put the money? Mm. Mm. I really all better come on down to my house and get it. I live a few doors down the street here. By an amazing coincidence, the officers had parked just a few doors from where West actually lived with his wife. The prisoner calmly handed over the package of money and was rushed back to the Federal Reserve Bank, where more problems of a more puzzling nature awaited the office. Well, Mr. Smith, there's the money. Money that no completely trustworthy employee would think of stealing. Well, yes, I am terribly disappointed in you. Look, if you don't mind, I'd like to finish this case up and forget about it, so if you'll just count the money. Yes, of course. I guess you must be tired. You've no idea how tired, Mr. Smith. It doesn't look as though it's even been opened. Oh, yes, yes, it has here in one corner. Any of it, missing? Let's see, it was in thousand dollar bundles. Yes, it's am gone. I'll tell you how much in a minute. Oh, are we going to have to start all over again? All right, Wes. Where's the rest of the money you took? I didn't take no money. Honestly, I did. If you say that just once again, I'll... Oh, what's the use? Come on, Wes. It won't do any good to hold out on us now. I ain't holding out on y'all. I'll give you all the money back. Y'all think I'd keep just a little bit of money when I could have had all of it? Most five thousand dollars, I guess. Five thousand? Most five thousand as high as you can count with. Well, it didn't do no count. It's just twenty-one hundred dollars short, gentlemen. Twenty-one hundred, huh? Okay, let's start all over again. Why did you keep that little bit of money? Where did you put it? What did you do with it? Think of the trouble you're causing. Think, think of it. Think of it. You think of your man in tough. Now, look here. Let me tell you all something. There's a $21,100 bill. Why did you have to? I have broken a spell. If anybody says, start over. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold everything. Look at that. I've got a little bit of little in this pocket. Here, give it to me. Seven, nine, ten. Ten hundred dollars? No, just ten single dollars. 
Well, I'd almost fifty dollars in his pocket. Making it twenty one hundred dollars. The exact amount is missing. All right. Now, well, look. You admit you bought this car, don't you? Oh, yeah, are you? Well, in the face of this, you certainly aren't going to stick to your story that you didn't steal the money, are you? Well, well, what's your name? Do you still say you didn't steal the money? Yeah. Well, who did steal it then? Nobody didn't steal nothing. Wouldn't do nothing like that, no. For the last time. Now, listen, Wes. We've been nice to you, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We've let you leave us all around time when we could have put you right in jail and found out these things later. You appreciate that, don't you? Yeah. And all we've done is ask you little bitchy questions. Now, look, if you'll just tell us the truth, we'll try to see that you get off very easily. Won't that be nice? Yeah. Then, if you're telling the truth and you didn't steal it, who did steal it? Who was working with you? Oh, you're trying to protect it. Somebody steal it for you. You know it was stolen. Somebody in the bank stole it. You stole it and you know you did. Oh, yeah, Come on, you stole it, didn't you? Come on, come on. I didn't steal nothing, no how. Once again, the bank said to the gentle detectives, certain they had solved the crime, but quite uncertain about the circumstances surrounding it and the criminal. Well, Mr. Smith... They found the missing $2,100. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Do you uh, have it with you? No, Mr. Smith. We didn't have the keys to it. The keys to it? What do you mean? We mean your $2,100 has been changed into a prize automobile. Mr. West did it, which is not just one. He must have, because he didn't see it. He says he didn't. Well, this is terrible, terrible. Yes, yes, it's awful, isn't it? Why did you feel that money, Wes? I didn't steal no money, no, Mrs. Smith. There you are, Mrs. Smith. A perfect example of a careful caretaker. You see, he was just going to take care of it for you. Gentlemen, I still think you're overlooking the psychological angle of the case. Mm -hmm. Maybe we are overlooking the psychological angle of this case, but we'll save that angle for the judge to look at. Judge? What's all y'all talking about a judge? We're talking about the judge. We're going to try to persuade you didn't steal that money. Uh, uh, Mrs. Smith, does they all mean they're going to put me in jail? I'm afraid you do, Wes. I'd like to believe you, but the evidence is pretty much against you. Did uh, what's against me? It looks like you stole that package. Otherwise, how could it have gotten to your house? Oh, I'm just doing my job as Janet and caretaker. Just doing his job as Janet and caretaker. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. What do you mean, Wes? Oh, I always take home the trash and stuff and sweep up the floor. Mrs. Smith, you know that. Yes, I know that, Wes. And when I get the job here, the man, he says it's $15 a week, and what I found. Found? Wait a minute. What's the Would it have been possible for that package to be knocked against the wall as the truck was being wheeled into the vault? Quite possible. And would it be possible, as it was knocked off, to have fallen onto the floor? That's a psychological angle, boys. Where did he feel it? No, I didn't feel nothing, no. I was going up, found that package on the floor. And it's there. I can keep everything I found on the floor. In just a moment, Captain Smith will complete our program. In the meantime, friends, whenever you look at the gauges on your instrument panel, 
Think of Rio Grande's great combination of protection and power. For the safest and surest protection that money can buy for your motor, Rio Lube Motor Oil. For maximum power at minimum cost, Rio Grande Craft, the police car performance gasoline. And now, Captain Smith. Wes was tried in the Superior Court, but he stuck to his story. The arresting officers felt that they had resorted to methods which, in their opinion, might be construed as intimidating. For that reason, they refused to appear against Wes. He was found guilty, however, and sentenced to a year in the county jail. That's his sudden Smith. Thank you.